0: Hello and welcome to another edition of the informal podcast. I'm your host Sam Lewis, joined by an old friend, Aaron Lewis. Lewis, what's going on, man? Not much, Lewis. Going to be back. It's been, I guess, a little over a year. Been a lot of waiting, but it's been a long time. But we're finally bringing back the informal MLB pod, and just in time for the playoffs. We got, I got my Braves hat on. We got the wild card game on the TV. It's fantastic. I can't wait to get into it. Brave for a lot, Charlie Morton on the mound. Yeah, so far, absolutely. Former Brave, great Charlie Morton. You could you could fill up an absolute World Series winning roster with guys the Braves have given away in the I mean, last 15 Yeah, years. I'm saying off the top of my head. So we've got Charlie Morton. We've got Mike Minor. Who else? Uh-huh. Are we uh, let's see. They've got Chaz Rowe, who we literally – I heard today yeah. on the Baseball Tonight podcast, they bought him from us for $1. Uh, yeah, I bet we paid for them to take him. Yeah, like was, we had to pay for the plane ticket yeah. to get him down there. It's it's a lot. I mean, let's not get into into Braves, yeah, Braves misdeeds as of yet. But, I mean, this is – honestly, Lewis, it's my favorite time of year. We got football getting up and going. Um, college football started. It's weird that they're not playing at Tennessee this year, but you know, we don't have to talk about that or maybe we can later. You got basketball and hockey about to start. And the baseball playoffs, which is the greatest sporting event humans have ever created. Listen, I'm not going to lie to you and say that I like the baseball playoffs over March Madness or the Super Bowl That's or stuff cool. like that. Listen, baseball playoffs most underrated – Playoff system, I think, in professional sports. No way around it. 100%. And look, 162 baseball games is a lot of baseball games. There's a reason we didn't do weekly MLB pods all year this year, just because it's a slog. But when you get down to the playoffs, I mean, it seems like every game, there's some kind of dramatic tension, some kind of heart-pounding moment, and I love it. I mean, last night, the wild-card game, like, that's just it right there. You got Max Scherzer on the mound, and everybody thought, okay, Max Scherzer's going to shove. No way for the Brewers to win that one. And, man. In a way, which it had happened that way. But like I you know, just man, said, I was so playoffs, I am not rooting for the Nats. Anything happens. anything. It, well, Ed, we can just go ahead and jump into it. What were your big takeaways from yesterday? Because going into it, everyone just assumed, like you said, Scherzer was going to shove yep. and the Brewers were overmatched. And they, won, they were, the Brewers were winning the entire game and absolutely choked at the end. Well, the big takeaway for me is that obviously the Nationals don't need Max Scherzer to go out there and throw shutouts every game. The Nationals floor me because on paper – I feel like we should be talking about them with the Astros, the Dodgers, the Yankees, teams like that. And I mean, they made the playoffs. So it's hard to say this; but they kind of underachieved all year, in my opinion. The Nats, yeah, I'm, without a doubt, yeah. they're they're one of the most talented rosters in the league. Yeah. I mean, if you just look based on roster talent, they're probably right behind the Dodgers in the National League. I would say. Yeah, Victor Robles is hitting eighth. I mean, it's unbelievable. On. They've got. Scherzer, Strasberg, Corbin, and then you got Andrelton Sanchez, Sanchez man. former Brave great Andrelton Sanchez, yeah. and then you got Kurt Suzuki back there too. Oh my god! Oh my I mean, just all the Braves. They lose Bryce Harper, they get better. It's but they're the Nats, so there's no way they're going to win a no, real playoff no, no. series, right? Oh, uh, they're losing probably the heartbreak of all heartbreakers. I'd say the Dodgers. They'll be the team where they should get swept. I mean, they should win a game versus the Dodgers. But I bet they take it to five. And in game five, someone like I, I guess where you might be going a second time, maybe Clayton Kershaw, just going to shut them down. That, and that would be in L.A., obviously. We, we so. can only hope. I mean, Lewis, we're going to talk about the Cardinals later. I hate the Cardinals yep. more than any team in the major leagues. Professional sports, maybe. Maybe. I mean, look, Alabama football and Kentucky basketball are close. It's the trifecta. And they me. are pro teams. It, yeah, exactly. The same thing. They, they have roughly the same payroll. It's the holy trinity of hate for yep. me. But right behind that's the Nats. I hate the oh, Nats. Yeah. And, but I can't root for the Dodgers either. So I don't know who I'm rooting for in that series. But it's, I mean, unfortunately, they're probably the best two teams in the Nationals. I, I was going to say, well, and luckily, I mean, the Braves, as much as I didn't want them to catch the Cardinals because of past history, I am glad that they dodged, one, the best team in baseball, which is right. the Dodgers, and two, the Nationals. So the Braves, I think, would by all means win a series versus the Nationals. But I would not be able to stomach it <laughs> yeah. if they lost. If, if the Braves lose to the Nationals – I mean, that would just – you could add to the list of a 1,000 Tennessee football atrocities. It'd that be a curse if the you last, walk off. I mean, yeah, I just oh, 100%. Be. We, or we'd get eight hit no-hit innings by yeah. by Anibal Sanchez or something ridiculous. Yeah. But let's just go ahead and dive into the first series. I mean, that intro- introduces us perfectly to Dodgers-Nats. Yep. Um, so, at full disclosure, we're recording during the A's-Rays game. So, we're going to try to talk about that series a little bit later. But, I mean, it doesn't matter. Whoever wins this game is going to lose to the Astros. Mm-hmm. But first things first, Dodgers-Nats. Nats with – Probably the best pitching staff this side of the Astros, mm-hmm. but the Dodgers are a legitimate super team. So just real quick off the top, give me some give me some surface-level thoughts. Well, so here's the deal. I mean, you like you just mentioned, the Nationals probably do have the best rotation in baseball, four deep. Now, if you kind of shrink it down to three, I think these teams are about even. I mean, so on one side, you've got Strasburg, Corbin, Scherzer. I guess Scherzer will probably take a couple of days off. I'm sure, probably game three. But, I mean, that's going right up against – uh, Ryu, Clayton Kershaw, Walker Bueller, they've got some guys out of the pen they could throw out there for a couple innings. Um, it's one of those things where the Dodgers, I think, in both on both the mound and the plate are the better team. The Nationals aren't going to roll over. I mean, there, there's no way that this ends in just three games. Uh, so I'm not saying they're out of it. But if like, you just put you know, gun to the head and said, give me the prediction, I'm going Dodgers and four, what are you thinking? I Well, we, we know very few things about what's gonna happen in the future. And oftentimes predicting the future of baseball, especially in the playoffs, is just it's not smart because like you said, you never know what's gonna happen. I mean, Scherzer comes out last night, gives up a two-run homer in the first inning. Yep. You can't predict you can't predict baseball. That being said, we one of the few things we do know is the Nationals lose heartbreakers in game five of playoffs. Oh, absolutely. So I'm sure that's what's gonna happen. I mean, if you if you look at these two teams next to each other, the Dodgers have an advantage in every Every category, except probably starting pitching. But mm. their starters are stout. I mean, yep. Clayton Kershaw is the best pitcher of a generation. Yep, Ryu led the league in ERA. Would have been a Cy Young Would have been a, a month st- or two ago. Sure. Cy Young first half. Walker Bueller is an absolute stud. Stutter. And you think, well, their their bullpen hasn't been great. But they led the National League in bullpen ERA. Yep. Plus, they're moving a bunch of st- solid starters to the pin. you got Ross Stripling going to the pin. Gonsolin. Maeda. Gosselin. Dustin May. Urias know. is down there. Yep, I mean – there's not they don't any, need a closer. They don't need one. because It's a good thing because Kenley Jansen might be yeah, washed. He's terrible. He might be washed. But they will not have a meaningful inning pitched by a bad pitcher the whole series. Here's a question somebody threw at me earlier. What is going to be higher, the amount of Dodgers wins this series or the number of Bellinger home runs? Man. Bellinger's a guy, and we saw it a little bit last mm-hmm. year in the playoffs. He could absolutely win the series by, by himself. himself. Yeah. And man. we've we've seen it as Brace fans. He's had a couple of games like that against us where yep. it's the fourth inning and he's got two homers and a double. Yep. And he's playing Gold Glove Caliber Center field. He's he, an absolute stuff. He's MVP, right? I mean, obviously him for Yellich. Yeah, but. yeah. I I read a Jason Stark article and he was arguing for Yelich, which I mean, if you're gonna argue for Yellich, that's fine. I hear that argument, but yeah. I think I think it's probably Bellinger. I mean, Speaking of Yelich, thank God the Brewers did not win that game because the Dodgers would beat them in two if it was possible. I, mean, <laughs> I know. It would have been – good. Shout, shouts to the Brewers. We should, Hey, I wish they'd won. We should pour one out for the Brewers. They had an incredible September. I think yep. they won like 18 out of 20 games yep. after Yelich got hurt, which yep. is unreal. But they didn't belong. I mean, they were clearly the 10th best team out of the playoffs. Dude, so, losing the Yelich is just cruel. No, I mean, it's tough. That sucks for baseball. It's tough. And, I, I mean, they, Craig Council, who I think is probably the best manager. Fantastic. Is probably the best manager in the game. Yep. Is absolutely piecing it together with bubble gum and toothpicks. But, they did a great job. But they're gone. I think, I mean, to your point, Bellinger's incredible. The other guys in this Dodgers lineup, oh, I mean, it's just obscene. They've got Max Muncy, who I've never watched a Max Muncy at bat and not seen him hit a home run. Dude, I worked at a camp with kids this past summer, and I, we the a kid who, I'm not kidding, it's the most random thing, was a Max Muncy super fan. Like, he, <laughs> like if, if you told him, That you could trade Cody Bellinger for another Max Muncy, he'd do it. Like he just loved this dude. Max Muncy, who was absolutely (laughs) awful two years ago with the A's and got cut, and basically signed with the Dodgers for nothing. But like Jock Peterson, like Jock Peterson had the really strong rookie year, and then you know couldn't hit lefties. Like Jock Peterson, second in the the majors, literally like one eighty versus lefties, and all of a sudden he's a stud again. They got Justin Turner still. Corey Seager, Corey Seager should be an MVP candidate. Every year, and somehow he's buried hitting like fifth on the team. It doesn't make any sense, and they not. it's not fair, because not only do they have the most talent, they've got the highest payroll, they've got one of the best managers in the league, and they're probably the most advanced analytical team in the National League, except for maybe the Brewers. They should have five World Series in the past decade. They should, and it's unbelievable (laughs) that they don't, and we'll get into some further predictions, but I mean... What does this team have to do to get a, get over the hump? Because we're both picking them to beat the Nats. I mean, I think we're probably both picking them to make the World yeah. Series. I don't want to put words yep. in your mouth, but they're yep. obviously the best team in the National League. So I mean, convince me, what the, what's different about the Dodgers this year that's going to push them over the edge and actually get them the World Series sure. they should have had by now? Listen, you know me. You know I'm one of the more analytic-driven guys. I hate sure. focusing on intangibles, things like that. Right. But just get over the nerves. That seems like it's plagued them. Like it seems like that's five years now. Like, you know, the last five years, there's no reason for them not to have a World Series ring. It seems like they throw the studs out there, you know, Clayton Kershaw, Ryu, Kentumaida back when he was awesome. Uh, and they just never piece a whole postseason together. They get to the World Series, you know, they beat up on unfortunately the Braves, the oh, Cubs, yeah, the Mets, huh. but then just never finish it off, man. It's it's impressive. The last probably six to seven years of the Dodgers is maybe the most impressive any team has been over that, yep. that span, because if you look back five or six years ago, it was when they were still in the division every year, but they got beat by the Cardinals a couple of times. Yep. They didn't make it to the World Series. That was when everyone thought Clayton Kershaw was a choke artist, and they get over that hump. They make it to the yep. World Series. They go to seven games with the Houston Astros, one of the best teams of the generation, mm-hmm. losing game seven. George Springer heroics, all that. Last year, they probably weren't as good as they've been in years past, and they run into a buzzsaw. But, I mean, this is the year. Like, If they lose in the World Series again three years ago. If they they don't win the World Series this year, I can't imagine they're going to put together a roster this talented. It can't be. But, I mean, that being said, they've still got one of the best farm systems in the league. And they've got the most money. They're probably going to sign Rendon and Garrett Cole. It's ridiculous, man. I mean – they're gonna get Yasmani Grandal. They don't even need him. They're gonna get him. I bet. Oh man, I would love Yasmani Grandal to come to Atlanta. Still one to ten, like ten being Tennessee football mad. How mad would you be if they got Mookie Betts? I'm oh not. man, <laughs> Lewis. The only thing that could be worse than Mookie Betts going to the Dodgers is if he went to the Nats or the Cardinals. Mookie's probably going to the Cardinals. I bet it's the Marlins. Oh, oh, no <laughs> Mookie, if, uh, Mookie. I know you're listening. You're you're a local guy. We love you. Here, He's an awful guy. Yeah, well, he's Overton High School, but he moved, man. Did, it, it, did you see that interview he had there in the Vanderbilt Tennessee game? No, they talked to him. they were like, "Hey, like, how's it going to be back home?" And he corrected the ESPN guys. He was like, "I don't live here." He was like, "I'm an East Tennessee boy." These days, I was like, "Whoa!" Well, like anybody who's willing to claim Knoxville Tennessee yep. in the year of our Lord 2019 is, is cool with king. me. Mookie, come home. Come back to Braves country. Yep. We're not going to pay you anywhere near as much as Ooh. what other teams will, but take a pay cut, yeah. and come, we'll have you on the informal podcast. You got Nick Marquegis money. On, <laughs> right? Right, Nick Markagas, one year, $3 million. Come on. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Let's go. Come on back. All right, we both got Dodgers over, over Nats. Pretty easily, I think. Pretty easily. I, I think it's going to go to five, and the Nats are going to lose in okay. a heartbreaker just because that. that's what happens, but the Dodgers are much better than the Nationals. Next series I've got queued up here. Probably the – well, it's the number one and number two most home runs in a season yep. in Major League history. You got Twins facing the Yankees. Twins set the record for home runs in a season. Mm-hmm. Yankees came in second, one home run behind them. Which would have been the new record. Which of the, twins. the second most all time and the second most this year. Right. Which is okay, hilarious. It is. And me, and stupid. Me being being an awful host, mm-hmm. I didn't do what I intended to do. This is a good time to mm-hmm. slip in. A juice baseball conversation oh man lewis it's ridiculous I, I need your thoughts because i think we're beyond the question of is the baseball juiced it's 100 it just yeah juiced, yeah, juiced I mean, is a loaded word yeah. right it's flying farther than it was before so what are your thoughts on it well it's, it's funny you ask that because for some reason i was at work today like, i feel like i was just reading an article and like they didn't even mention that but made me think about it and it's like you know the first era when offense really of spiked, you know, I guess you would call it back in the steroid era sure. when Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa Late and Barry Bonds these home runs. I get that, like, why that was so exciting because, you know, it's the post strike years. I uh, say years, the single year. Um, you know, everything that went on in the early 90s that, you know, people weren't so big, big fan of. So, you know, spiked ratings. But this isn't bringing people to baseball. Like, I, I'm not trying to be this old, you know, curmudgeon, but, like, I don't know. I'm not saying I want one-to-nothing shutouts every game. But, like, I was watching the game the other day, and who was it? I think it was, like, Yuli Gurriel, you know, for the Astros. Yeah. He, like, hit one off the end of the bat, and, like, he just starts dog-cussing himself down to first base, and it gets over the right field wall. I'm just like, you know, it's, this is getting stupid. It is. It's a different product. Like, it this is. year. And, and it's enjoyable. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I love baseball, right? Mm-hmm. And regardless of what what pro, like what like kind of baseball is on the field, if baseball is on the field, I'm going to enjoy watching it. Yep. Uh, but it is it is hilarious. Yeah. I mean, you look at Danny Santana's got twenty eight home runs. Yep, you, uh, your boy Yuri Uri got thirty. I think. He had it, his career high was ten before yeah, this year, and he's 30. got thirty. It's it's interesting to me because everybody has like five to seven more home runs, and then sure. some guys have twenty more home runs. Well, and it, it was at the All Star break. I remember that. I mean, if you like went on the leaderboards and like just sorted home runs, literally the first page. At the All Star break, was guys with twenty home runs or more? Yeah, you know, I remember there was a there was a home run derby a few years ago that Pudge Rodriguez was in. Yeah, with six home runs in yeah. the first half, and it was one of the weird ones where they did it based on nationality. But it's just we're, we don't live in that world. Brett right. Boone hit none. He had Not, zero. He Hit zero and swung and missed at a pitch. He swung and missed. At I think Aaron Boone will done that. Tommy <laughs> Pham should have bombed this game, and he's the captain of my DraftKings lineup. So that's huge news, Tommy Pham. Huge part of me winning the regular yep. season in fantasy and choking the playoffs. Shout out! To I took the playoffs as always. <laughs> I, 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 that's true. You shout, really out to, had some uh, shout out to Tyler Roarbaugh for winning his first fantasy yep. championship in the keepers. Is that Roarball having a baby? Congratulations, Roarball having a baby. Good for you, Roarball. We also, I, I'm having a baby too, but whatever. Congrats on that. Yeah, whatever. Let's talk about Roarball's baby. <laughs> it's fine. A terrible joke. I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It's all right. We can move on. Um, but I mean, overall. Before before we get back into mm-hmm. the series previews, yep. positive or negative, negative on the spike in home runs? I'm going to say an overall positive. I know I gave it some negative reviews a minute ago, but what I'm going to base it on is I enjoy anything that makes Justin Merliner mad. <laughs> and I love seeing I do mad for no reason whatsoever. So, dude, whatever. <laughs> like. I agree. I think it's a positive. And I think it's a positive because right now my favorite team's really good and we have yep. a lot of guys that are hitting home runs. Yep. Um, now, if if this was the 2014 Braves that hit like 85 on the True. year, I would probably hate it. True, but on the whole, I like it. Last question about the juice ball: Do yep. you think the commissioner steps in and fixes it, and it goes back to regular baseball next year, or is this new baseball forever? I mean, I don't want to say we're going back to the whatever, whatever the old baseball was. I definitely think they're going to do something to them. Um, I don't want to say lower it, but not encourage as many home runs to be hit. Uh, and also, they're not going to admit to that, but yeah, I think they'll go in there later and figure yeah. something out. I think you're probably right. The the sidebar question of that is, do you think baseball did this on purpose? yo yeah, 100%. You the the, it the it? Japanese like admitted it. They basically yeah. said that we're making the balls out of some different substance and it's causing it to fly farther. And I wish the NLB would just literally admit. That would change my entire opinion on yeah. it. If, the, if baseball came out and said we want more offense, we changed the baseball, yeah. here it is. I think people would be cool with yeah, it. Yeah, it's like raising the mound, you know, back right. in the day. Like sure. it's okay if you admit it. If you want if you want the product to be different, change the product. Yeah. That's fine. Just tell us about it. I agree. Oh, yeah. I don't know that I agree that they did it on purpose. I kind of think Rob Manfred's incompetent and doesn't know anything that he's nah, doing. Okay, with. he's definitely incompetent, and, and, sure. and having a master plan doesn't really seem like his <laughs> style. I kind of think it's a fluke, but I also agree. They're they're probably going to change it back. hundred uh, percent. Back to the Yankees twins. Two, two most prolific home run hitting teams in Major League history. Mm-hmm. You got the Yankees who are – I mean, you could throw them into the super team category. That being they're, said. Offensively, absolutely. Without a doubt. I mean, just the guys that they've had – I saw a stat today that the – the guys they had on the injured list this season mm-hmm. made more money than the guys on the Rays for yep. the entire season. I bet, man. And they had an incredible amount of in- injuries, and they still ended up winning 103 games. I mean, what can you say about this team? Well, How it's hilarious because, you know, they've got guys who obviously you expect to go out there and just rake. You know, Aaron Judge, uh, Gary Sanchez, people like that you expected to hit 30-plus home runs. They've got DJ LeMayhew playing like an MVP. They might win the MVP. The Yankee Stadium, like, I know this. I hate to I sound like I'm 90 years old, like, in this podcast. <laughs> Yankee Stadium's not fair, you know. Guys like Michael Talkman, guys like uh, shoot, who am I thinking of right now? Is it Geo Urshula? Yeah, Gio, Gio Urshula. They look like all stars. And don't get me wrong, they're solid players. But put those guys in uh, Arlington, you know, yeah. make them play for the Rangers. They're not anything. The, the thing that like just solidified everything to me this year is that um, shoot, what's his name? Brett Gardner, twenty-eight homers. I'm looking at it right now. He looks like he's twenty-five years old again. He's twenty. This is what – I kind of try to make this point with the Dodgers. They've got the most money, and the Yankees are the same way. They've got Mm -hmm. the most money, and they also pick these guys up off the scrap heap who are cast-offs. Who's the fat guy from uh, Luke Voigt, the guy from (laughs) the Cardinals? Sorry, the fat guy. Sorry, Luke Voigt. He's a great athlete. He got just cut by the Cardinals, and he goes to the Yankees, and he he hit 21 bombs this <laughs> year, and he had an OPS of over seven or 800. I swear the Yankees yeah. had like three fat first basemen this year. Was it Mike Ford? Yeah, they I Mike Ford. Back Aaron Bird played, up. Mike like, Ford, yeah. yeah. That team's collective weight has to be 270 pounds. Like, I oh, do on average. Honestly, I mean, you got, <laughs> it has you, to be bigger. You got Judge and Stanton and Gary Sanchez. I mean, those guys are oh, pretty What's, Stanton, a, what's Stanton's deal right now? He's hurt. I think he's okay. going to play, though. What okay. Mean, I think he's going to play. If you that line, could be a big deal, and don't forget they got Edwin Encarnacion too. Yeah, he's back. When yep. that lineup is at full strength, Ed yep. Edwin Encarnacion bats eighth. That lineup, on average, one through nine, they should average probably thirty home runs in, like. Half a steal over put, the course of a season, which it, and that's that's my point. That's where that's where I'm trying to drive this to. Their pitching yeah. staff is not good. It's uh, like who's their best pitcher? James Paxton? Probably Paxton. I mean, they got Paxton. Severino's their best pitcher, but he's been hurt. They got Paxton. They got Severino, who I think's healthy, but he's probably not. He's probably going to be like workman for the Brewers. He's yeah. probably going to go three or four innings. You got. Tanaka, and then you got the rotting husk of C.C. Zabathia. How that. awesome would be if he pitch to start a game? He's going to start, start a game. He's going to start a game. He's going to go two innings. They're going to turn it over to the bullpen. The yeah. bullpen is insane. But the way the Yankees win the World Series is they're going to have to bludgeon their way there. I don't know the exact numbers, but I bet if I was a Yankees fan, if I read the terms of Masahiro Tanaka's contract right <laughs> now, I'd puke. I would just puke because he it sucks. <laughs> like They're paying so many guys to be average. Like It's okay to be an average pitcher. You... As a baseball team, average pitcher is really valuable. You need two or three average stars in your rotation. Julio Tehran, stand up. But, like, James Paxton's their ace. And that yeah. guy on the road this year, I think I read the other day, his ERA was almost five on the road. Like, and he's going to pitch a road game in this series. He's going to start game one. He's oh going to start God. game one. Game one of this series is Paxton versus Barrios, who we can talk about Barrios if you want to. He's well, like, a stud. Barrios is a stud. And I, that was going to bring me to another point that. Let's not act like the Twins rotation is any better. It, I mean, it's Barrios is good. Don't be wrong. I think good. if you if you throw all the starting pitchers from this series into a hat, the first pick is Barrios. Yep. So the second pick it is, doesn't matter. Is is probably that other Twins pitcher who Odorizzi. I can't remember. He's okay. Like, he's fine. He made the All Star team this year. He had a really yeah. good first half. But yeah. yeah, he's nothing special. But I think you give the slight advantage there to the Twins. Sure. But if I mean, if we're talking about offenses, the Twins offense is stacked too. It's right there at the Yankees. That's I mean, right there at the mean, most home runs. So. Is there going to be a game this series that goes under 10 total runs scored? Yeah, and think there going to be one just past right. your luck. It's baseball. The difference is going to be, like, the, the Twins are an organization that I think are well-ran right now. Who's their manager? Rocco Baldelli. God, I love Rocco Baldelli. Double race great, Rocco Baldelli. MVP, baseball 2005 on the GameCube. It was Rocco Baldelli. It was Carl Crawford. Love those guys. Carlos Pena. The Twins, I feel like, are going to make the right move. And, like, obviously, you throw Barrett, you throw Odorizzi. You've got to have a bullpen game, you know. And they've got a great bullpen. They do. You've got to have a game where you throw either an opener or a starter like – I'm uh, Kyle Gibson, I guess. You, know, you can yep. throw Kyle Gibson two or three innings, maybe see if he's got anything for you. If he gives up a couple runs in those two or three innings, you know what? Throw it to the bullpen. Let's see what we got. The Yankees, it'll, it'll be interesting. Depends on how long the series goes. The Yankees would be smart, I think. Like, no offense to Tanaka, I just tear, tear <laughs> tore him into a minute ago. Don't throw Tanaka. Start Chad Green. You know, get Green an inning or two. See what you got. Throw it to the bullpen. That's what I think their best is. This might be the series outside of the Braves that I'm most excited to watch. Just for the fact that there's not going to be a game that is your standard starting pitcher goes five or six, turn it over to the seventh inning guy, the eighth inning. Basically, there's not going to be any Brian Snicker managed games in this series. There's going to be openers. There's going to be starting pitchers going four, getting pulled. There's going to be huge platoon swings. Yep. You're going to see bullpens throw way more innings than starters in this series. It's all gonna of your be grandpas intense. are going to hate it. Grandpa's John gonna hate Smoltz series. is going to have a conniption I, fit I on can't Fox. Wait. He's so bad. By the way, I love, <laughs> I, love, so bad. I love John Smoltz. He's my, of the big three. He's my favorite. All right. Okay. He's my favorite. Awesome brave. Nice he's my favorite brave from the 14 division title era. I love John Smoltz. He's horrendous. He hates baseball. I know, man. He hates baseball so much. The Braves were on Big Fox a couple of weeks ago. Yep. And John Smoltz didn't even watch the game. Yep. He spent the whole game talking about how stupid the shift was yep. and how awful it was that everybody's hitting home runs and how they got to fix it. I'm like, John, if you don't like this, go play golf, man. Why makes, are you here? I mean, he makes Joe Buck look like Skip Carey. It's it, horrendous. Look, it's – I mean, we've, we. I love John Smoltz. I do. Why does baseball continue to put these guys in the booth that don't yep. like the product? Dude. How are you expecting – Everybody talks about how baseball's dying, which is BS, by the way, but how are you expecting to market your product to young people who have a thousand other things to to pull their attention when the people that are calling it on television are doing the opposite of selling it? Give me King John Shambi in the boot. Big John Shambi has been relegated to ESPN radio (laughs) that no one listens to. It's sad. Meanwhile, we've got John Smoltz, who I know they work for different companies, but the point stands. Yeah. Anyway... Who do you got in this series? Twin Yankees. Well, There's going to be a million home runs. Yep. Who do you got pulling at? Come I on. probably shouldn't do this because this guy's given me no reason to do this. I'm going to put my faith in Aaron Boone. I think that Aaron <laughs> Boone, I know, right? At some point this series, he's going to realize like, he's got to choose between CeCe Sabathia and he's got to choose between Chad Green and throwing the bullpen. And I think he's going to throw the bullpen. And I think it's going to be a close series, obviously. These are two, I think, literally extremely evenly matched teams. I'm saying Yankees and five. What about you? Just while we're here, let me go through the Yankees bullpen real quick. You got you got Chapman, you got okay. Chad Green, you got Ottavino, yeah, Tommy man. Canely, Zach Britton. You're probably going to have J. A. Happ down there. Dude, they're two bullpen games. It's unbelievable. Awesome. It's unbelievable. They've got six. They got six bullpen guys that are better than anybody the Braves have. J. Happ is better than Tanaka. I don't. <laughs> why, I, is, why is Why he not getting a start? I don't know. I don't want Tanaka to hear this podcast because, like, I think he seems like a nice person. Masahiro, to we know you're listening. <laughs> all right. Turn it off for the next ten seconds. Half of Trenton next year. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I uh, I agree with you. I think the last couple of weeks, um, Aaron Boone, I almost called him Brett Boone. Aaron Boone's it's been really. Big. He's been really playing with his bullpen mix. He's been mm-hmm. they they tried out an opener a couple of games just to see how it worked. Yep. He's going to experiment, and I think he's the other one of the other truths that we know about baseball is that the twins are going to lose to the yankees in the playoffs so yeah come on i'll I'll take yankees in four i think the yankees are one of the best three or four teams in the league and the twins are really good but not this year one day one day one day but not this year absolutely all right so we are intentionally going to save the braves and the cardinals to last that's fine because look that we're going to go the longest on that one we're going to save it for last the other series is astros and the winner of the rays and the a's as of recording, the Rays are winning 5-1 to one in the bottom of the fifth. So we're going to operate for the next few minutes of the podcast like the Rays are going to win this yep. game, knowing full well that they yeah, are probably. probably going to come back. Huge enough for Charlie um, Morton. Great night. Charlie Morton's incredible. The biggest free agent signing in Rays history. He's making a quarter of their payroll, and he's yep. worth more than that. But we're going to operate as, as, if, as if the series is Rays versus Astros. Yep. Astros are, full stop, probably the best team the last – Twenty years. I was just saying, are they beatable? And, I mean, they—they <laughs> they probably got the third best offense after the Yankees and the Twins, yep. right? There with the Dodgers. Yep. It, the guys they can throw out are unbelievable. Jose Altuve is like their third best hitter, I which was, I wouldn't even give them that, which dude. is stupid. <laughs> I think it, Altuve should be hitting seventh on this day. It, it's he's an all-star. It's unreal. He's an MVP. I mean, you got Altuve, you got Springer, you got Bregman, yep. you got Jordan Alvarez, who yep. also again shout out to my fantasy team. Yep. And. Oh, yeah. They've also got, what, three of the best five pitchers left in the playoffs? Yeah, I mean. Verlander, Cole, and Grinky. Yep. Tell me how the Rays or the A's give me a path for them to beat the Astros. I is mean, there you, one? you've got hope that the Astros beat themselves. Like, so, obviously, like, Verlander and Garrett Cole, I mean, what is there to say? Like, when was the last time we saw a duo this good? Would it be the Phillies with Roy Holiday and uh, Cliff Lee, maybe? I mean, Cliff Lee wasn't as good as either one of those guys. Was he? No, I mean, he no, might. I, I, you it, no, you no, might man. be right, but. you got to go back to the Braves, like Maddox and I, I was. I was going to say Randy Johnson and Schilling. Okay, that's 0, good. That's 0-1 true. the Diamondbacks. That's true. That's right. That I think that was the last set of teammates to strike out man. 300 guys in an inning or 300 guys in a year. 600 Ks in 2019. $20 20 like, 630. Schilling and Randy Johnson, that's fine because back in the day, it was cool to throw your guys eight innings when they gave up like five runs. Yes. These days, like, did either of those guys throw more than 230 innings? Innings I pitched, Verlander had two twenty three. Okay. Cole had two twelve. Yeah, and Verlander, like, I don't, I don't have the league leaderboards in front of me, but I'm pretty sure Verlander led the league. Cole's case per nine, it was something stupid. It's like, unreal. He he had the highest K per nine for his amount of innings pitched yeah. ever. His K percentage on on Fangraphs is forty oh percent. Forty percent of people that stood in the box against Garrett Cole Dude. struck out forty percent. Lewis, that's Joey Gallo. He strikes out me, 40% of the time. If you put me in a little league game versus like 12-year-olds, I'm not striking out 40% of the time. If you put me in a major league game, I yeah. wouldn't strike out 40% of the time. I guys over 212 as, as a hitter, I can make contact more than 60% of the time. Yeah. It's unreal. Those two guys are the best two pitchers in the league. While we're here, who do you got for the Cy Young? Because it's going to be one of those two guys in the American League. This is not an awards podcast. God, that's but that's so tough, man. How, how do you distinguish between the two? Um, can you? I mean... You can't, man. Like, I'm going to go just based off, like, just pure gut. I'm going to say Verlander. Because Verlander, you know, thro- I, this is irrelevant. He threw more innings, you know. He was around he a little did. bit longer. And, like, this is a I was like, I hate making these arguments. I, I've come off as, like, an idiot this podcast. But, like, <laughs> Verlander, when you look back on his on his career, we're going to look back and say, like, oh, that guy probably had, like, what, three or four side youngs? He's got, like, what, one? He's finished second, I think, four times. Yeah, like, it's insane. Like... Me and my dad were doing this the other because we were, you know, just hanging out, we were talking about like best pitchers of the last twenty years. My dad's one of those people, by the way, and he's just like, you know what, you kids, you don't know real baseball. <laughs> like back in my day, we'd Steve Carlton and I would tell him like, Dad, like Ozzy Albies would hit nine hundred off of Steve Carlton. Yes. <laughs> Buster only today was comparing Juan Soto to Ted Williams. Yeah. And all respect to Ted Williams, but Ted Williams couldn't make contact off of Josh Hader if his yeah. life depended on it. No, some people might ever talked, and he was like, you know, who's the best for the last five years? And I was like, I'd ah, probably find Kershaw. Kershaw. Sure. And he was like, you know, not Verlander. I was like, that's ah, close. Then was like, well, it's Dick. And I was like, well, yeah, then you are probably get in Verlander territory. Then he said about the like last 15 years, and he thought I was going to launch into something about, you know, Randy Johnson, Pedro Martinez. But, like, man, we caught those guys at the end of their careers. Like, why right. would oh, I throw those guys right. out there? It's still Verlander. Dude, we got, we got on finger. I like, I'm, I forced my father to look at the statistics other than win-loss <laughs> record. And, like, if you go back 20 years in baseball history, the only guys who you would even put in there in his category would be Clayton Kershaw. And that's just because of, like, one decade, you know, yeah. 10 years. Verlander's been the man for our lifetime. When we get. To, you know, whenever. I mean, Verlander's getting better. He's 36. He's getting yeah. better. So, it, you probably got 10 years before yeah. his his Cooperstown induction. Yeah. He's going to be the best pitcher of his generation. Absolutely. And the only argument is going to be Kershaw. It's it's Kershaw and Verlander. And they're the best two pitchers yeah. of uh, – you exclude the 90s. I'll say it this way. They're the best two pitchers of this century. It's sad you that know. Kershaw like broke his back because he – It's unfortunate. This, he's, is, this is such a tangent. I think he would have broken just every record. I think you're that right. That could have been broken in this time. He's – Who's the lefty that pitched for the Dodgers in the 70s? Uh, Sandy Kovacs. Yeah, he's the Sandy, Sandy Koufax. Oh, that's incredible. So you're, you're giving the Cy Young to Verlander. Yeah, I would probably lean towards agreeing with you. I mean, Cole's got more Ks. He's got a little bit more flashy stats on that end. But, I mean, for Verlander, it's a lifetime achievement award. I'm True. looking through his baseball reference page. He's been, we've just said, he's been the best pitcher of the, the century, or either 1 or 1A. One he's got one Cy Young award. He's finished second, like, two, three times. He's got a couple of thirds. Give him the award. Cole will win it when he goes to yep. play for the Cardinals next year. How funny is it that at the midway point of the year at the all-star break, we were like we were thinking there'd be two teammates competing for Cy Young, but we thought it was gonna be like Mike Minor and Lance Lynn. Oh and man. here we are. Lewis, don't get me started with these with these fangrafts war truthers. All right. Yep. I am as into stats as the next Dude, guy. Lance Lynn sucks. But Lance, sucks. Lance Lynn <laughs> and Mike Minor in the top five in Fangrafts War. Your statistics broken, Fangrafts. I'm sorry. I don't know. Like would, go ahead. I'm all about I, I guess it's probably the ballpark adjustment, I guess, because yeah, they're pitched in Arlington. Arlington yeah. But they're not good. Rest in peace the ballpark in Arlington. But, I uh, know it's, it's funny because, like... Black Park or whatever they call it. Yeah, we, we can say this because I don't think any Rangers fans should be listening to this. That'd be cool because we'd have <laughs> reach all the way to... Or whatever, don't underestimate down. the wide reach of this podcast. Process. I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is why we need loyal podcast host Austin Coley to get me through this. So... No, there's no way the Astros lose. this No, case, I'm, right. I'm going Astros in four just because, like, you know. It's baseball. It's baseball. The it's Rays will – Charlie Morton will shut someone down. Or, you know, Tommy Fan will hit three on home run. They'll win three to two. Something will happen. But, yeah, Astros let four. Let's, let's do our due diligence here, and let's talk for a few minutes about – well, not for a few minutes, for like a minute hmm. – about the Rays. The Rays – They're going to Nashville. They're moving to Nashville. We've got the, stars. the, the Nashville Stars. The ballpark mock-up is, is making the rounds yep. on Twitter. It yep. looks fantastic right next to LP Field. What do they call it? Nissan Stadium it, now? Yeah. The Titans Stadium? Yep. Whatever. Dude. Put it in the Titans Stadium. Give, I'll tell you what, Tampa. We'll trade you the Titans. Yep. Shout out all the um, Titans fans on Twitter this week who are asking, like, what would you rather have, an MLB team or a new state for the Titans? Dude, I would nuke Nissan Stadium if it makes Nissan, me a baseball team. Nissan Stadium, first of all, it's it's awful. And Titans are a joke it's, of an organization. It's a concrete, just hell of a, it is. I mean, I've never I've been to a lot of games at Nissan yeah. Stadium. I've never been comfortable. No, There's dude. two temperatures in Nissan Stadium. The seventh layer of hell yep. and freezing cold in the middle of Antarctica. That's dude, it. There's nothing in between. I was there in September a couple years ago for the Seahawks game. When It was during the National Anthem protest. And I remember that first of all, 95 degrees. And I remember that being the most surreal atmosphere for a game ever. Because when the Titans came out, that place booed them to all hell. And I was just like... You got 40,000 drunk, sweaty yeah. rednecks yelling totally racially loaded yeah. things at Jarrell Casey. Give me baseball. I'm so tired of the Titans, man. If, uh, scratch that. When the Rays moved to Nashville... Yes. How do we handle this as huge Braves fans? Oh, that, that is a pretty clear. Like uh, example, me and a friend, uh, shout Clay Wilson, big Reds fan. We were talking the other day, and it's like you don't abandon your team, but it's okay. Like because what I would do, I'm buying season tickets. Like day there's no one, I'm on that day one, I'm buying season tickets. I don't care if you owe 160. Doesn't matter. Imagine like for you know three times per year, you know getting to see Mike Trout, and then three times per year seeing Bryce Harper. Maybe six times a year getting to see the Braves. Like it's a no-brainer. Like, yeah, you don't leave the Braves. You don't leave your team, but it's okay to support them. I've, I've followed right in line with you. If when the Rays move to Nashville, mm-hmm. or whoever it is, Oakland, yep. it doesn't matter. When Nashville gets an MLB team, I'm first in line. I'm buying season yep. tickets, and I'm still going to watch every Braves game yeah, yeah. On, on television because with with MLB season tickets, you get 81 tickets. You're not yep. going to 81 games. Yep. You probably go to 15 or 20 games a year to get your money back. Yep. That needs to happen now. The Rays are a great organization, yep. but you look... Back to the back to the preview pod. Yep, they've got an incredible they got an incredible starting rotation. Charlie Morton, Glass now might be the nastiest pitcher. In the is he season. like totally healthy? I think so. They're easing him back in. I yeah, know, I mean, I he's think, awesome. I think they're just gonna let him go. Oh good. And shout out to the Pirates for giving him and Austin Meadows away. Oh, but for, for Chris Archer, man. Chris Archer. Yeah, you remember the Braves almost traded for Chris Archer? Dude, we too. almost traded the Triple A team for Chris Archer. We almost gave up the farm for Chris Archer. Yeah, but Glass now is nasty. Oh, and they got last year's Cy Young winner, Blake Snell. Yep. I mean the Rays also come off in draft yeah, they are and he hasn't had a great year but the Rays have a have a great pitching staff they got a great bullpen they got a great manager but yep. just look at their at their lineup it can't stack up if they were healthy they'd be the cheapest 101 team ever no doubt they're if, they, awesome. if they got to play in a different division they would be one of the 101 teams with I mean because they got to play in the, the west yeah they got to play the Yankees and the and the Red Sox, you know, what, 19 times a year? Mm-hmm. The Rays are a great story, and they're probably going to choke this game away and not even be in this series, yep. but it doesn't matter. If the A's are there, copy, paste. The A's are the same kind of thing. Yep. Great run organization, pretty good pitching staff. They can't stand up the Astros. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's a sweep. Yep. I'm going to say the Astros. Uh, yeah, I can't go that far, but it should be a sweep. You, sure. you are more reasonable than me, <laughs> but I think the Astros are the best team. Yep. Um, spoiler alert, I think they're probably going to win the – when the when the whole thing yeah now the time that you've all been waiting for Lewis and Lewis on the Braves in the playoffs Lewis the Braves in the playoffs is simultaneously the most exciting sporting event and the most terrifying sporting oh. event that I can witness as a fan. Add on to that, we're facing the arch nemesis Cardinals yep. with the arch nemesis Sam Holbrook as the umpire and crew chief. Where do you find excitement in this? Like I I don't know Lewis dude. at the end of the game. I have not fully started, like, nervous sweating yet. Yeah. That'll happen about noon tomorrow. Give me some hope, Willis. I've slept, like, the last five nights in, like, the fetal position <laughs> just thinking about this game. Like, I feel like I've told this story on the podcast before, so I'm so sorry to anybody that's, like, hearing this again. Bring but, it on. Thank you for listening, loyally. But let's come back to the infill fly rule. Like, oh, like, can we knock my, this we out? have to. Like, it's like PTSD. We don't talk about it. It's going to want our dreams. Like, that night, watching that. Game. I was with an ex girlfriend at the time. Like it's now she's ex girlfriend. Then she was a then girlfriend, <laughs> and we lost that game. And she was a Braves fan, but you know, no offense to her, she's quote unquote a Braves fan. I'm right. a Braves fan, sure. And like. It, it, it was the Chipper Jones air, you know. He threw that ball into the right field corner. If basically. the Braves had lost on just something stupid, you know, like Julio Teron giving a three-run bomb to end the game sure. or something Could like that. Other than that, I've gone to bed. I've gotten over it. The Chipper Jones air, like, just mentally wrecked me. Chipper's last game, 0 for 4, was yes. a crippling air. And I actually remember her asking me that night, like, why is it such a big deal? Like, why is this something? And now you know why she's an ex-girlfriend. Exactly. And it's funny, like, for the moment we broke up that night. Like, whatever happens (laughs) after that happens. We broke up that night, and I wondered, like, the strip on Knox, in Knoxville, going to Gus's, going to Cool Beans, just thinking, like, you know, what's going on with my life? Because, like, these days, the only thing that can even hurt me that bad is, like, UT Florida games. Like, but back in the day, like, the infield plot wrecked me. You were at that game. Yeah. I've also told the story on the podcast before me and and – other podcast host, Austin Coley, were yeah. at that game. And it was – it's the most exciting baseball game I've ever been to. Did you join in throwing bottles? We were too far away. Okay. <laughs> you killed somebody probably. <laughs> yeah, I would hit some, would it hit some poor guy in the back of the head. There, You can say what you want about the Ted. It wasn't a great stadium. But in the I playoffs, like when you pack 52,000 people in that place, it was unbelievable. Yeah. And it was rocking, and the game yeah. was great. And the infield fly rule – when they called an infield fly in the stadium, we had no idea what happened. Did Holbrook call that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Holbrook, Holbrook made the call. And he's, he's the crew chief, right, you know, awesome. for, for Cardinals, Braves, you know, whatever. Rob Manfred, totally good at his job. Um, <laughs> we had no idea what happened in the stadium because mm-hmm. it was literally so deep, Lewis, that the fact that it could have been infield fly never crossed my mind. Sure. Freddy Gonzalez, who never got ejected, not once his entire Braves career, lost his mind. I had, to, I had to call my dad to Find out what happened, yep, and couple that with it being Chipper's last game. Then I had to drive home, you know, it, it was like one o'clock in the morning when we left Atlanta. Uh-huh. I thought we were gonna get murdered on the way to the car. Not good memories, Lewis. I told you to make me feel better about this. I'm running through the Wikipedia page, <laughs> and dude, like, it's just like other freaking dollars. Like, what's this This for the umpire crew? Jeff Kellogg, Mike Winters, Jeff Nelson, Sam Holbrook. That's awesome, yeah, it should be good. Normally good, and now I've seen some people come out on social media talking about how they made the right call. Get out of here with that. It's the wrong call. Own up to it. Go the Jim Joyce route. Tell me you made the wrong call. Tell me you took away Chipper's last game. Because Brian McCann was on deck. The bases were loaded, and we were down by three, and Brian McCann was going to hit a grand slam to give us the lead. You can't yep. convince me differently. I bet you happened. can't tell me who won or lost that game, pitching. I know I know. Craig, uh, Chris Medlin started. He lost, yeah. He, he, he got, got the loss. L. Chris Medlin. I when, don't know who pitched. For when the it was Cardinals. Kyle Loach? Kyle, Kyle Loesch. Loesch, Loesch, whatever Loach. whatever. How many Braves were played in that game? Or I mean, Freddie Freeman. Freddie and Julio? Uh, probably. B-Mac, B-Mac, B-Mac on the yeah. come around. Dude, I'm I'm just seeing Stratton right now. Okay. Let's, let's get further into this We've got to move on. So – Cards, Braves, yep. probably the most evenly matched series of sure. the ones. Maybe Yankees Twins but Even though, man, it feels like the Braves are a better team. It the really The Braves does. are better. They're better. The Braves have been better all year. I like the Cards pitching, though. The Cardinals have a good pitching staff. they got a good bullpen. But the Braves are better. Yeah. Lewis, we should win this There's series. We should win this series in four games. Why do I know we're going to lose? I don't know, man, because like the thing about it is, is the Braves, I'm not saying they have the best lineup in baseball. They've got one of the Ds. I mean, there's no way around that. No way around that. Well, you've got guys like, you know, Brian McCann, Dancy Swanson, they're at the end of the lineup. I'm not saying they're raking the ball, but they're, they're pretty solid. The Cardinals, like the guys they got, like, who scares you? Paul Goldschmidt, maybe? He's not even that good. He, he's okay, yeah. I mean San Marcelo Ozuna, like Ozuna's not even that good anymore. I'll tell you, yeah, Ozuna scares me, but sure. it's mostly personal things Sure. From when he was with the Marlins and he used to kill us. are best players, you do too, you know, are like two way guys like Colton Wong, Tim Haley. Uh, Colton Wong who might not play. He's hurt. Is he really hurt? He's hurt. Paul DeYoung, you know, guys yeah. like that. Yeah, they they've got a lot of solid players, right? Dexter yeah. Fowler's good. You know, I can't stand Yadi or Molina, but he's good. Yeah. yeah. Matt Carpenter, who hasn't been good at all this year, Goldschmidt who's having a down year. I bet Carpenter gets a crucial home run this game. Well, yeah, he Carpenter's, gonna, to. Carpenter's gonna go off. Awesome. Yeah. And I, the Braves are better. They're top to bottom better. Yep. Jack Flaherty's the best pitcher in the series, but after he's that good. after Flaherty, I would take probably the next four pitchers I would I'll take. take with Braves, the Braves. Yeah, I agree. The next the next four starters are Braves. We can only pray that Wayne Wright gets to start this series right. He's supposed to start game three. I hope he starts game three. I mean it would be We will rock that dude. So, oh yeah, without a doubt. I mean, the only the only okay, so in my heart, I know the Braves are gonna lose. In my head, the yep. only way I see the Braves losing is Freddie not being right, Ronnie sure. not being right, Same, yeah. and then the pitching just not showing up. Yep. Like, I don't want to go on like a tangent because I could probably talk for years about this. Go on a tangent, dude. Brian Snitker, the Braves manager. Oh, no. We're going to get hate mail. Like, what has he done in the last two or three days in terms of announcing starters, in terms of announcing playoff rosters? What has he done to inspire any confidence? Because I (laughs) already know the hate mail we're going to get. people are going to say, like, do these things really matter? You know, is this a big deal at the end of the day? Dallas Keuchel shouldn't be thrown game one. God love Dallas Keuchel in... Good free agent signing. In May... I would have given you half of my salary for the year uh-huh. to sound out Dallas Kyogle, and he was fine. Yeah, he was fine. He, he was pretty good. I think. Yeah. I think he was better maybe. than I thought he was going to be. See, I'm the opposite, dude. I'm like, I'm not saying I thought he was going to be like a lot. My were expect- probably low. maybe, but dude, like his FIP this year is, you know, I think hovering around like 410. You know, sure, which is around the average. It's not that bad. But you know, you've got Soroka in this bad boy. You know, Mike Soroka. You can say he's young. He's not battle tested. That was your guy. <laughs> You know, he's the guy who got you here, and then to a lesser extent, guys like Max Fried and Julio Tehran. Dude, can we talk about Julio Tehran was better than Dallas Kykel this year? And Julio Tehran is not on the playoff roster.
1: I'll throw, I'll man, say it.
0: I don't think Julio was better. Than I think Dallas Kykel, man. I do. I don't think he was. I mean, he up occasionally, but Julio. Julio. I saw a stat. Julio's final numbers look good. He finished mm-hmm. with a 3.81 ERA. Yes, now, his xFIP was 5.26. Okay, it's <laughs> not yeah, good. It's not good. I I have an interesting relationship with FIP and xFIP because okay. I think it can be predictive over what happens. But at the end of the day, as a pitcher, you're judged on how many runs you give up. And yep. his ERA is good, yep. so that's fine. His predictive stats aren't great. No, he, he is not. He's thrown his last inning as a Brave. I think. I don't really. Think big, I don't. He's got an 11 million dollar option. You think this front office is, is a team big? option? Yeah. Yeah, I mean he's them. worth 11 million dollars, but the Braves aren't paying 11 million dollars yeah. for a fifth starter. They're just not going to do it. I hope he's so cool. with that 11 million dollars, <laughs> oh, we probably won't. are going to get the 11 million dollars. <laughs> we're going to re-up Nick Marquez on a four-year deal. <laughs> probably though. seven. And, um, and Brian Stinker's going to keep batting him for yeah, because he oh plays right there. We're talking about Julio Tehran right now, Lewis, Don't get me started yeah. on on uh, Nick Marquez. I don't. I I was shocked that they didn't have Tehran on, on the playoff roster just as a name, man. But. I don't hate it, Lewis. Okay, because your starting rotation. I agree, the order is ridiculous. Yep. But they're going. They're going Keichel, mm-hmm. who's, been, who's been good. Full they're going Balti, who has been absolutely. Nails. He's, hand, yeah. He's Been nails last. He's two good. Months. Then you got Soroka, who's your best pitcher, pitching in Game Three, which is ridiculous. But yeah, whatever. Whatever. And then probably game four is Freed, who Freed's probably got the highest upside on the on set. The yeah, side. probably. I can't – I thought he was the second-best pitcher for the race this year. Just quantitative. Our probably like, just quantitatively first probably team. the best. Player. We might get swept before free season ending. Like, <laughs> that would be the most Brian Snipkin thing ever. <laughs> Lewis, God, we're going to get swept when Freed's not going to get the pitch. I'll, I'll quit my job if we get uh, But th- those are your four starters. Yep. And they're not going to throw Julio out of the pen. They proved that last year they carried him and they didn't throw him until the last inning of a meaningless game. So if that's the case, I understand leaving him off the roster. But, I mean, yeah, Snit, I love Snit. He's, he's fine. He's fine. He is a great leader. Yep. He is, The team loves him. They the team, love him. The team that, that, absolutely loves him. And that's like half of being a manager is just and being someone who dudes will go to war for. It is 180 days with the same people. Yeah. And you've got to have, if you hate the guy you work for for six months You're out not of the making year, playoffs. Or, yeah, I you Do not make a I mean, you World just World can't sure. perform at your best if you just absolutely hate the guy you play for. So I get why he's the manager. He has strengths. Like he has things that he does very well. Lineup construction and pitching management, I yep. think, is not high on the list. I would sign Brian Stempner to a ten-year extension right now if he shot the tranquilizer dart into Anthony Sorzak's neck. Because if that dude pitches, and <laughs> he's inning, not on the playoff roster, he's not on the playoff. Is, I think, Are you sure? No, I'm not. I'm just because <laughs> I think he's on the playoff roster. They haven't announced it yet, Lewis. I'm Josh Tomlin's on it. Josh Tomlin's on it because you got to have a long man. Why can't be the long reliever? Because Tomlin's done it all year. I guess. Lewis, why do we have three catchers on the roster, dude? Friends, if, if speaking of guys who I'm gonna lose my mind if they play, <laughs> if Francisco Cervelli sees the field, he better be at second base. Because like Lewis, uh, okay, he's started Charlie Culberson. This is <laughs> he's still getting pounds three three months ago. Shout out to all the Buccos, Pirates fans. We yeah. got to listen to this podcast. <laughs> Francisco Cervelli got his 14th concussion yep. three months ago. He said on the record, out loud, "I am not catching anymore. I retire from catching. I'm going to be a first baseman, and that's it." And yep. the next thing you know, he's catching for the Braves. Like two weeks later, he wants a ring, baby. Oh yeah, we're definitely going to. I the hope World some Pirates AAA guys are listen to this because Coley. I'm they lying. probably are. If, if, probably you are off. if you are, we love you. And I love Francisco Cervelli. My he's my, fine dude. my good friend Aaron Lewis is a Francisco Cervelli hater. I'm glad Francisco Cervelli's here. Why can't we get Jason Kendall from Mars? That's <laughs> the thing we needed. Yeah, he's still bouncing around somewhere. Yeah. There was a meeting, probably today, mm-hmm. where Brian Snicker and Anthopoulos and Mike Fass and all the other higher-ups sat down and they said, who would you rather have, mm-hmm. Francisco Cervelli or or Austin Riley? Mm-hmm. And they chose Cervelli. And I'm okay with that. Really? Tell me why I'm stupid. Oh, I'm not going to say you're stupid, but, like, so here's the deal. Here's why I disagree with you there. Like, so the Braves are forming this roster. Like you just said, you know, AA's there. Uh, Brian Snicker's there. They're making this roster. And at a certain point, Brian Snicker said, you know what? I need a left-handed bat off the bench. Right. You know, I need somebody. Sure. And it goes Ortega. Now, tell me right now, because. That is ridiculous. Me and a buddy had this argument the other day. Is his name Rafael or Raul? Raul. Rafael. It's Rafael. I don't know why I was thinking their name was Raul. I was probably going to Banez or something like that. But like... Louis, Raul of Banez right now <laughs> is a better left-handed pinch hitter than Rafael Ortega. Is it Banez alive right I now? don't know. It doesn't I know but doesn't no, But yeah, like Ortega. Like Snifter said, that's our guy lefty off the bench. Like, I'm not saying that Riley's any better? I'm not going to say he's good because that's very clear he's not any good at the moment, at least. Maybe he should be he's good. He's going to be good. next. He's going to be starting third baseman next year. Well, so he, His on-base is going to be maybe 300. He's but in, like He's bringing it 50. We've blocks. got three guys on the playoff roster with a three, under a 300 on-base percentage. So, like, Ortega, he's not going to play. He'll be looking like to get a good pitch hit opportunity, obviously. He's maybe not, a defensive substitution. I mean, why? Who are you going to take out? He's, like your, know, he's yeah. like, your fourth best defensive Markegas outfielder. Maybe? I don't know. I think Marquez is probably better than him in the outfield at this point, which is mean, um, not great. Goal, and this, and gold Glove the, winner Aaron Lewis, uh, Gold Glove winner Nick Martekis. Then the other Nick guys Nick got Billy Houston, Hamilton, who he's your NCRT replacement. If he gets in a bat this series, like Lewis, what are we doing? <laughs> let me let me take you down a dark path. Yeah, I see him get a crucial pinch opportunity. Second inning yeah. in tomorrow's game. Ronnie is running down a ball in the gap, yep. tweaks his groin, is out for the rest of the series. Yep. You know full well Billy Hamilton's playing center field and batting leadoff for the rest of the series. No, you're a lot more confident than me. And speaking of which, that's exactly what is did. Bat out batting leadoff because he runs fast. <laughs> fast. He plays center field fast. But, like, leadoff. no, like, what I am imagining is, like, game five of the series. It's top of the ninth. we four to three. And so, Snickers going to make a smart move. He's going to say, like, okay, Mark to get out of here. Like, get yeah. out of the got right field. Left. He's going to do that. Yeah. And we're going to blow the lead. Yeah, and uh-huh. we're going to go to, like, the bottom of the 12, yeah. down 5-4. to four, uh-huh. And Hounds gets to hit. And I'm just going to lose my mind. But then you go further than that. Like, I have never seen a manager as attached to a guy who was acquired, like, 90 days ago <laughs> as Brian Snicker is to a Danny Hecabria. <laughs> like, I feel like if you had to ask Brian Snicker right now, who do we extend next year? Yeah, yeah. Is it going to be Freddie Freeman or a Danny Hecabria? He's going to think about it. Hetch is shot to him for being solid. He's, he's, been good. Days. he's been good since we got him. Yeah. And full stop, since he showed up, he's been better than Dansby Swanson. Sure. That being said, he should not start a game. Oh, should play, and, man. And he shouldn't play. If as long as Dansby stays healthy, there's no way he should yeah. play. But I mean, they've got so the Braves on on the whole, as long as Ronnie and Freddie are healthy, yeah. they're pretty healthy. But where they've taken some hits, they've lost Culberson. Yeah. You know, RIP his beautiful face. He's he, got, awesome. he got hit right in the face. He's beautiful. They got um, Camargo's down and yep. Ender's down. So that's a, lot, Margo, yeah. that's a lot of your depth there. So Hetch has to be on the roster. I'm fine with it. Is Dansby okay? Like, like, he's he playing like crap. He's been pretty bad since yeah, man, I don't know what's going on there. I'm concerned. I'm yeah. concerned about Dansby. The first half this year, he was like, yes, this is the guy that's supposed to go number one overall. Right. But even if he's not hitting – I think you, back, so solid, you solid. bat Dansby eighth. He I plays agree. real good defense, and I he's agree. a good base runner. And, you, you know, you can pinch it for him with Hedge if you want to. Yep. I mean, I think Dansby's better than Hedge to the but whatever. There's going to be at least one game where, like, we're going to have to just pray that Acuna and Freddie Freeman just carry us. right that's the, that's the bottom one line is, like, you talked about the depth of the lineup. And, and to a certain point, I agree with you. But, really, this team comes down to the top four hitters. Yeah, I mean, it comes down to Acuna, Freddie, J.D., and, and Ozzy, yep. And they're going to go as far as those four will take them. And if those four are, you know, you know, inferno hot, like they have been at times this year, yep. the, can win oh, the they, world series. they can sweep this thing. They yeah. can win the world series. If those guys are some combination of injured or not playing at hundred percent of their capability, yep. I think they, they've you got a really good shot of losing this. I want to go back on something we talked about earlier. I hate playoff baseball. <laughs> just talking about this, like I'm just, I hurting. I've started, it might be because it's 85 degrees in this apartment, but I've started yeah. nervous sweating talking yeah. about this. Um, so one one last thing before we move on, on the three catchers thing. The reason I'm okay with it is, one, Cervelli can hit, yep. first of all. Zero. And Snit, if he only has two catchers, there's no scenario where he pinch runs for a catcher, pinch hits for a catcher, yep. uses his backup catcher as a pinch hitter, because he's sure that as soon as you burn the second catcher, your starter's going to get hurt and yeah. you're not going to have anybody to catch, which is a ridiculous point of view. But that's where Snit lives. So if Snit's there... You gotta have a third catcher and Cervelli's fine. Yeah. Now, with that being said, if Flowers and McCann get a hit after the fifth inning of any game, Billy yeah. Hamilton better be pinch running. Oh yeah. My friend Luke Matthews, shout out, devoted listener. Um, he's gonna be so mad at Todd Flowers. Just play he <laughs> hates Tyler Flowers. And I love Todd Flowers. People hate Tyler Flowers, Lewis. I love him. Tyler <laughs> Flowers. You love Tyler Flowers. I love it. He's so good behind the play. Austin he's Coley, so every time Austin Coley <laughs> watches Tyler Flowers, he texts me about how much he would love to pitch to Tyler Flowers. Yep. Tyler Flowers is great. Why do Braves fans hate Tyler I Flowers? I don't know. Nine year old dudes hate Tyler Flowers. People like, hate Tyler Flowers. They think Brian McCann's like a god and Brian well, McCann's and Brian like, McCann, he's probably better. He's probably yeah. a better hitter than sure. Tyler oh, Flowers. Sure, absolutely. But he's not – Brian McCann is also better behind the plate than he's at, like, hitting, though. Oh, yeah. He's so a good, he's good catcher, too. I think – Neither I was, of those guys make their money as hitters. No. No, they don't. And I, I was reading – I think it was Mark Bowman's article uh, yesterday – and he seemed to think that Flowers is getting two of, two of the first three starts, which I just assumed BMAC was going to start every playoff game. Really? That's what I assumed. But Yandy knows? Diaz has two home runs this game, by the way, and I, it's making me so much money. Yandy like, Diaz, <laughs> who, who is play, that? He's, he's playing first base and leading off. <laughs> Can you imagine a first baseman leading off? It's so weird. I thought it was Lonnie Peralta at first. So <laughs> we, we touched on this for just a minute, but before we move on, so we can't be accused of being biased, mm. what either scares you the most or what are you most skeptical about about this Cardinals team? How good are the Cardinals? We know they're, they're going to beat us because they're the Cardinals or the Braves. <laughs> Listen, but, I'm not worried about the Cardinals players. Like their roster, like they're solid. I mean, I'm not worried about them at all. What I'm worried about is that the Braves are coming to this series like the balls always coming to Florida games. Yeah. Like they walk onto the field and they see Florida wearing the jerseys, and they're like, it's well, yeah, you know, that's Florida. We can't, we can't beat them. I'm afraid the Braves are coming this series. And luckily, it's been so long since the infield fly rule that most of these guys don't remember that. But I'm afraid they're going to see those Cardinals jerseys and just think, you know, infield fly rule. But I, listen, I'm going to Braves in five. I don't know about you. I'm saying it's close to Braves in five. I appreciate it. I'm rooting for you. With my head, yeah. I agree with you. With my heart, I just see, like, I can see game one not going great for Keichel and not yep, having his good agree. stuff, and dropping game one. Then you turn around, you got Flaherty in game two, who's probably the best pitcher in the National yep. League in the second half. Listen, there is no and such and thing as like a must-win game one. But you better not, win game one. You better lose. This. The the, the Cardinals made their own questionable decision starting Miles Michaelis in game I one agree, instead man. of Flaherty, which is weird. That dude was pitching like what Japan last year? Korea, I think. Yeah, and like. he's solid. Like he's fine, but. Him going ahead of Flaherty is – I guess they're saving Flaherty for a potential game five. Yeah. Whatever. The Braves better beat Miles Michaelis. We got to beat one. him, man. You better win game one. We have to beat Adam Wainwright. And then you better beat Wainwright in game three. Dude, if we don't score eight runs on Wainwright. I'm you love. better knock him off the mound because, I mean, Flaherty is nails. He's I, I'm going to pick with my heart, and I'm going to say cards in five and a oh. heartbreaker. And I hope I'm wrong, but there you have it. So okay. before we get out of here, before we – Move on from from baseball. I got one more thing we're going to attach to sure. the end of this. Sure. But before we move on from baseball, give me your World Series pick, your World Series prediction. What's what are we looking at? You know, whatever three weeks from now sure. World Series. At the start of the season, like I mean, I'm not going to say this like I'm some kind of Clairvoyant. Like I knew what was going to on, but I think I, along with a lot of other people that started this year, said it's going to be an Astros Dodgers World Series. Like it's that. it's it, it felt like that since March, right? Right. It just had to. And I think if I remember right, at the start of the season. I was thinking Dodgers over Astros. Like, it, it just seemed like, you know, this is finally the year for the Dodgers to get over the hump. Right. Finally. And then the Astros got Grink at the deadline and <laughs> made us reevaluate lock everything. Lock it up. We didn't talk enough during the Astros no. segment. Zach Grinky is their number three starter. Like Lewis. That is awesome. It's unbelievable. That has been awesome for, like, four teams. I mean. Well, and they, we also didn't give enough credit in the best pitchers of the century. That, absolutely. He's probably number three. He's probably the, the Dodgers have had over the last it's couple of years. unbelievable. They've got Zach Greinke. Yeah, a three-starter. If, yeah, if you maybe choose right now, I'm going to switch my pick, and I'm going to say Astros over the Dodgers. Because, I mean, I had pulled that back, so I'm going to read through it real quick. Go the Dodgers, list stats. listen to the Dodgers' lineup. I mean, th- this is not their batting order. I'm just not like their best players. Alex Bregman, George Springer, Michael Brantley, Jordano Alvarez, Jose Altuve, Yuli Gurriel, Carlos Correa, Robinson Torino's, like – They've got That's an all-star Michael team. Michael Brantley is like their six best, best hitter. Rake, and like, he's unbelievable. That made me money this year. Uh, man, he should have. It came to the Braves, all right? The yeah. Braves should have signed him, and then we wouldn't have We Doris should have signed Brady. every ex We wouldn't have these Nick Marquegas problems. Yeah. But shout-out to Nick Marquegas, all right? I hope Nick Marquegas wins the World Series. Yeah, he'll only game. like 270 this I mean, postseason. He's going like, to hit like 275 <laughs> with no slugging. No errors. No errors because he doesn't get to he didn't get to anything, like, Yeah. <laughs> This is not a this is not a Nick Marquez hate podcast, right? There's plenty of those out there. That's my other podcast. I'm um, rooting for Nick Marquez. I I'm gonna agree with you. I, I've got Astros over Dodgers, which is the most boring thing ever. But, yeah, but how can you? I mean, what are you gonna do to the raise with this thing? Like, yeah, I, I, and, and I hope I'm wrong, you know. But I mean, the Astros. I think they're probably the best team of the century. Like to this point. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll reserve judgment until you know we. I, I hate saying until the whole postseason is over, but Wait, I mean, that, they're just so they, talented. If they don't win, if they don't win the World Series, they're going to be lost to history. But what's yeah. that like? I mean, like obviously we've got this talented Dodgers teams that would be like those early two thousands Yankees teams that only won the yeah, World it's, Series it's, or the mid two thousands Braves, you know. And that's the thing is, I mean, we can't compare. It's we can't compare the Astros to you know the two thousand three Braves or the two thousand one you know Yankees yeah, or whatever, but. They're the best team in recent memory. That's and for sure. whether or not they won the World Series, who can say, but, but they're the best team. So that's who I'm gonna pick. If the Kansas City rolls in the World Series, it's the, the Giants the won three World yeah. Series. Lewis, they haven't had the Giants haven't had a good team. Since 1968. I think Bruce Bochy and is a losing record He's going to lose any won 3 World Series. He's, he's a, going to the Hall of Fame. It's so stupid. Rest in peace, Bruce Bochy. The Braves won 14 consecutive division titles and won one World Series by the skin of their teeth. And My the, principal in elementary school made so Giants much fun me. My elementary school principal had me on the announcements one time when I was wearing a Brave shirt. He like, made fun of me. Because was like, "Oh, you think they're going <laughs> this year?" I was like, "It's the all school, man." My coworkers who don't care about baseball at all—I haven't watched yep. a baseball game all year. I talked yep. about—I was telling them about how I'm excited about the playoffs started. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting to go to the game on Friday. I'm pumped to go down there and watch us get absolutely dominated by Jack Flaherty. Yeah, and my coworkers who don't even watch baseball are like, oh, "You know, they're going to lose in the playoffs." Dude, I'm uh, with him. I'm going to pour. I hate baseball. It makes me so mad. <laughs> oh, it it makes, makes me so mad. So it's ridiculous. Look, well, we got to move on. Yep we got something else we got to talk about before we get out of here, but we we both agree, Astros over Dodgers. It's going to be a fun playoffs. Everybody watch it. Playoff baseball is unparalleled in anywhere else in sports. It's a a one-of-a-kind event, and you need to enjoy every minute of it. Absolutely. All right, Lewis. Before we get out of here, I would be remiss. Mm -hmm. The audience would not forgive me if I didn't – have a conversation with you about the dumpster fire that is UT Vols football. Yeah, let's knock this out. So, I mean, we're not going to give this very much time because if we give it too much time, we'll be here all night. Sure. The Vols are it? the Vols are. Uh, I mean, I don't even know where to start. I mean, in the midst of what is shaping up to probably be the worst season in program history. I mean, we're staring down like what one six down the gun. I mean, I mean, because Georgia one Alabama. and one and three at that time of recording. Georgia, Mississippi State, Bama. Next three. Hey, Georgia, and Bama. Let's let's not even definitely, talk about that. Definitely five losses. You could. If my I, brother wants me to go to the Mississippi State game. Like, if dude. I put on my most, you know, balls colored glasses, I could convince myself we can compete with Mississippi State. But, yeah, we can. We're gonna find a hard way to lose, but we can compete. Yeah. So one in six. I before we started recording. I saw that Philip Fulmer came out today. He said, Jeremy Pruitt's our coach. Yeah. He said, I'm not coaching anymore. My Good. coaching days are over, Good. which, Lewis, I was convinced that we were going to get a November, November Philip Fulmer coaching. Oh coaching I cards. thought he was going to come back for UAB. Yeah, that's and what I was thinking. We were going to be today. UAB, and these Reds in my mentions were just yeah, the Yeah, uh, the Rednecks would have been oh out in God. full God. force so of it. if Heavy Fulmer came like. down from the booth and put the headset back on. He said he's not doing it. Yeah. I'm not ruling it out. Sure. But. What do we what do we do? Okay, so I've I have desensitized myself. At least I tell people I've desensitized myself to the balls. But sure. in reality, we only get 12 balls games a year, Lewis. Yep. And they mean a lot. They mean a lot. And every Saturday, regardless of what I tell myself all week, and regardless of who we're playing, every Saturday, I wake up in the morning and I think, we got a balls game to watch today. Yep. And what if we won? Right. Like, what, what, if, what if we went to what if we went to the swamp and beat Florida? How awesome would it be? And I get my heart crushed every Saturday. Dude, I think I probably drank from like Sunday about noon to probably Saturday about noon just trying to convince myself like it's going to happen. And it never did. It never it does. Misery. It's, it's awful. So as a Vols – and the Vols have the best fan base in the country. Oh, they're valuable. They, Come out and they lose to Georgia State, and what's the worst performance in FBS history, in my opinion? I was there. Absolutely awful. Good for you for going. I almost died, but I was Good there. Good for you for going. And then these these people, my people, yep. put 95,000 butts in the seats against BYU. I was there. And it's I was there. went! I had an opportunity to go, and I wouldn't go. Me and my brother were in the upper deck. I think he almost puked at when I brought not Ross Thompson, but a lot of Taylor missed that it's tackle. I think he almost puked. Probably it's the best. It's the best environment BYU's ever played in, and oh, they're ever yeah, going to play it again. Yeah. And this is the worst team Tennessee's ever had until before. we bring ninety five thousand to Provo here. I can't of years. wait. Are we going to that? We I we're going. Go. You can join me, but. informal podcast recording live from Provo, twenty twenty one. I'm in. It's going to be fantastic. And what if we're good? We'll guarantee that we're not going to be good. We're going to be breaking in a new. Where coach. are you out, Provo, right now? Just tell that me. was my next question. I am. Yeah. Cole and I talked about this on our last pod, which was forever ago because it's informal. We only record once a month at this yep. point. I, I'm at a point where you either so one in six yep. presumed is happening. You either fire him at one and six, yeah, or you just end the year with him. Or, or I, I, I'm going to go a step farther. I think if you don't fire him the day after the Alabama game, you got to give him like four years. Holy cow! I know, Lewis, and I oh don't like God. it. I don't like it, but. Dude. You fire him, what are you going to do? Listen, if you fire him, you he got heavy. Yeah. Oh, God. Because no one else is going to take the job. Or he might have Jim Chaney, who's 1 0 with the ball. Jim Chaney, undefeated like, as the ball's head coach. It sucks because, like, my expectation for this team, I don't think they're any worse talent wise. I think they're better than they were in June. Like, they're the same. They're better team. than they were last year, I think. Yeah, in quant- man. Just position so, by position. They're better. It's like at the start of the year, I said that, like, the bare minimum. For us to consider Pruitt a good coach, was seven and five? You have to go seven and five with that roster. Like if Pruitt doesn't go seven five thing. with his team, he's not a good coach. But the then thing. I said, like, six and six, he's probably not a badass, but you can live with him. Sure. You know, he's not like you're not gonna butch Jones, the guy who goes six and six year two, makes you a bowl, whatever. I said at the start of the year, five and seven or worse. If you're going make a bowl game, you gotta fire this guy. But now here's the problem: is like our fan base has the battered wife syndrome. Yeah, you know, bad. It's happened so many times. We convince ourselves to do just stupid stuff to make it things okay. So here's what I said: is if Pruitt can find a way to go four and eight or at 5 point, seven, at this point, five and seven would be, would awesome. be the best coaching job the balls have Coaches had in Three SEC games, yeah. If he no, wins three SEC games after what we've what yeah. he's put on the field at this point. Given him extension. If we go five, well, I go that far. If we go <laughs> five and seven, he still deserves to be fired just to that Georgia State game. But I'm not gonna call it for it, you know. I'm not gonna right. go on Twitter and do all this stuff. Listen, I'm telling you right now. If we go three and nine or worse, I'm telling ball fans right now that we have a responsibility to Shiana. This thing save the program. The save. Listen. I'm not saying that Pruitt has to make a bowl this year because he doesn't. It would be an act. Well, no, job. he had to make a bowl. This year. He had to. We're not but that do ship it. sailed. But like, it's the Tennessee balls. Playing like being a Tennessee Balls fan, playing for the Tennessee Volunteers, the whole program only means something as long as we make it mean something. Because it's very clear the athletic department isn't going to make it mean something. No, why why, why? why? I I used to make this comparison or make the same point with the Cubs. Yep. Why the Cubs were. Awful for a hundred years yep. because every single game there was 40,000 people on Riga yep. So why yep. as an organization, do you make go above and beyond to win when you're selling out every game? Yep. People are watching every game on TV. You're selling out jerseys. Yep. You have the biggest fan base in the, in the league. The Vols are in the same position right now. Yep. I mean, we- you, you lose to Georgia state in week one. An absolutely unexcusable loss, Just, a loss that you can't come back from. We should fire them. There. There's no way to come back from it. Yeah. Like there's nothing you can do now to make that go away. Yep. And there's 95,000 people in the stands the next week against BYU, yep. who's yep. terrible. Yep. So well, it, like the the athletic department, why? And, <laughs> but I mean sorry, I keep five, no, under, but they, I mean, after they hired Phil. They've put a considerable monetary investment into the program. Sure, and I appreciate Which that. is all I wanted yep. going into the last coaching search. Open up your checkbook. And they went cheap on head coach, but they paid oh, wow. for coordinators and, and great sling. coaching Everybody. staff. And we've still got this dumpster fire on the field on Saturdays. Goofy stuff. And like... No, Mr. Philip Former, because like Philip Former, dude, he is the background on my computer screen. He Him loves the, crystal the vols. I love Philip Former. He loves the vols, which if, I will take as an athlete. The right problem is, is that me or you could be a head coach and we're gonna crank out a hundred thousand fans every game. Yes. So Philip Former thought that it was okay to go out and hire Philip Former at head coach, because that's a prude is, you know. He's Same inexperienced, yeah. he had no head he, coaching experience. Phil saw himself. Yeah, I'm not saying that. You know, we gotta go with John Curry. We gotta get Mike Leach. But like, if we go three and nine, and we fire Pruitt and we hire another coordinator, I'm gonna lose my mind. Like, I'll, it's already lost. I'm trying to find yeah, it. The and, minds are gone. They're they're gone. And listen, this is like a ring joke in my group text right now. I'm pulling up right now. I've got a hot board on my phone, fifty <laughs> names deep, and I'm not reading that hot board down. It's classified, but number one on that list is get Urban Meyer out of the retirement home. He's not coming. We call him and he's laughing, but make the phone call, and after him, by God, call Chris Peterson because I need something. Lewis. Okay. Lewis, I need something. I hear you. I've lost right? my mind. I hear you, and if you ask me, is Jeremy Pruitt a good coach? Yep. Everyone tells you he's a good football coach, right? He's probably a great coordinator. He's, he's obviously a good coordinator. Yeah. He, and it's not just Nick Saban. I was having this conversation with somebody oh. else, and I said he's obviously a good coordinator. Like, oh well, he worked for Saban. He was a great coordinator. At Georgia, yeah. Florida State he won a national championship, and in Alabama, yep. he's a good coach. He knows his stuff. Is he a good head coach? Obviously not. Not at all. Yeah. Obviously not. If you ask me right now, is Jeremy Pruitt ever going to compete for an SEC championship, no. Tennessee? No, he's not. I think what you've seen this year proves he's not. But I don't think we can fire him, Lewis. I don't think we can because. I think get, we're going four and eight. Honestly, I think we're going to keep. Him. And at four I, eight, you got to keep. Him, probably four and eight, you got to keep him. Yeah. It, I think the most likely at this point is probably three and nine. Is yeah, probably it, and, very and if you go three and nine at Tennessee, can you stomach not firing the coach? Because I can't personally. I mean, we'll, and we'll find a way to keep. Him well, I, I can't and stomach. And most fans would agree with you. And it's going to be hard for me, but I just. I, I, I can't see your hot board, but I have a feeling I know a lot of the names. Do you know who number 50 is? John Gruden. No, it's Tom <laughs> It's Tom Arthur Akron. Yeah. Former UTC guy. He's a beautiful man. And he sucks as a head coach, but he is gorgeous. So we've had the same hot board. We're real good at coaching searches. Sure, absolutely. We're real good at coaching searches. I've got, I've got notebooks. We try to like no one's business. I've got spiral notebooks full of coaching searches. Yep. Three coaching searches deep, Lewis. Mm-hmm. This goes 10 years back. But we've been through all those guys. Those yeah. guys aren't coming. Chris Peterson's not coming. Mike Gundy's not coming. We could have had Mike Leach, and we spit in his face and told him to go back to Washington State. Could you imagine if we had Mike Leach right now? How I'm many? How good would Jared Garantano be if we had Mike Leach? He'd be averaging three hundred yards a game. We yeah, would go, This team would go nine and three with Mike. Leach. Yeah, man. But whatever, we couldn't swallow our pride and hire an Arian guy. Did you? Uh, did you watch the Jerry Proved Jerry Banks video? No, I, I couldn't make myself watch it. Later, pull that up because, oh dude, goodness. it is, like, awesome. Uh, yeah, I know what happens. Jeremy Banks tells that cop. Yeah. Imagine being, like, no, a I cop know. card saying, yeah. we shoot at cops. I That's know. That's bold. It's ridic- It's so stupid. And, stupid. but, yeah. Lewis, you want to know my honest take? Yeah. I bet stuff like that happens at Alabama every year. Oh, nobody, well, did you hear a prude sound? Yeah. He said, yeah. this is silly. Yeah. Like, he he said, said, I've never had to deal with this at any of my other stops. Yeah, because Alabama covers it up. At Alabama, the cop pulls over Jeremy Banks yeah. and he says, do you know you're on a suspended license? And he said, no, yeah. but I know where I'm from. We shoot at cops. And he said... You're oh, right, you play, you play for Alabama, don't shoot at cops, but go to practice tomorrow. Dude, and yeah, it never gets out. At Florida State, he's not a saying that's, license plate yeah. says not to pull me over. Yeah, and, and look, I'm not saying that's how you should run your, your university sure. or your city, whatever. This isn't a politics podcast, but it just shows the difference in in what you mm-hmm. what football is like at Tennessee now. And just to finish up my point, I don't think you can fire him regardless of what happens sure. because you're going to go down the same list. You're going to call Chris Peterson and get rejected. Yeah. You're going to call Mike Gundy, and he's going to flirt with you and get a raise. And then you're going to call whoever's coaching at Memphis at the time, and you're going to decide not to. Cord Rose Norvell. And you're going to – you know who's about to be available is that guy at Virginia Tech that we all wanted to hire last oh, time. Just oh, Justin Puente. Justin Puente. He's six terrible. I, he, was, back. he was number one on my big board last time. Number 17 on my board is Lane Kiffin. I'm serious. Lane Lane Kiffin. <laughs> He looks okay right now. In, a, in an alternate reality where Pete Carroll, Pete Carroll doesn't take the Seahawks oh job, Lane, Carroll. Lane Kiffin is still the coach of Tennessee. And yeah, we've, we've probably won, got four SEC we've titles. Won, we've won multiple SEC titles. It's and just it's, talking bad. Yeah, everybody. and Balls fans don't want to hear that. And, and savers are tired because he's so tired of it. I understand why you don't want to hear that. And I'm not saying it would have been a savory experience all the <laughs> way around. Oh, I'd have savored but it. <laughs> we, we would have won football games. When Lane Kiffin told Alshon Jeffrey, <laughs> to go ahead and pump gas for the rest of his <laughs> <rest> <laughs> life. That was – that's all I needed. And Lil Wayne Whoa. dropped Lane Kiffin's name in song, And man. let's not act like Balls fans didn't love Lane Kiffin when oh he was on God, the hill. dude. You all – if you're listening to this right now and you're mad at me for saying Lane Kiffin's a good coach, he's you awesome. loved him when dude, he was it, at awesome. Tennessee. And he's not doing great at FAU, but it's FAU. Who cares? Give him Kendall Braz what be good again. <laughs> that's <laughs> not a yeah, We'd probably be pretty good if we had Kendall Bras too. Yeah. But I don't think you can fire him. I think you got to write it out. And I think you got to give him like four years. And I think, yeah. because if you fire him right now, the the best case scenario if you fire him today is, what, Scott Satterfield? I don't like Scott Satterfield. That's who they should have hired it's last time. It's not great. Yeah, I agree. That's who they should the have hired last time. But now he's at, he's, at, he's at Louisville, and we've tried to sure. hire a Louisville coach before, and we can't get him. we sure. so yeah. where you're just going to keep resetting it and hire these mediocre to bad coaches, give sure. them two years and firing them. And, like... I have I'm, I'm in two minds because I know he's not good and I know he's never gonna be good, but I just don't think you can fire him because I don't think it does you any good. I think and that raises the bigger question like, you know, is is it recoverable this whole time? I, I think it is. Yeah. Because you've all got to hire one awesome coach. That's all you need is one That's awesome coach. That's the thing. But can you hire an awesome coach yeah. at this point? I don't yeah. think you can. I think you gotta let him you've gotta let him do the 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 Florida guy, I always forget his name. The guy before Urban. Zook. Ron Zook, yeah. Ron Zook. You gotta let him Ron Zook it. You got to let him get some mediocre to good recruiting classes. Let him get to eight wins and then fire him. What we and then need go to do hire a good coach. Is do what Butch Jones is not capable of doing. Is just pray that Pruitt goes nine three one year. Just Ray, he goes nine three, and that Auburn job somehow opens up because they hate Gus Malzahn yep. down there. And Jerry Pruitt would walk to Auburn Alabama right now, Lewis, if he's picking that job. This okay, so, so yeah, build say, the program up, then go get your guy. I'm going to say one thing, and then I'm going to go down that that path sure. because I've got a thought for you. I the Vols should have fired Butch Jones in 2016. Yep, the it's inexcusable. It was inexcusable they didn't fire Butch Jones. They were eight and three. Yep, they had to play Vanderbilt in Nashville. With eighty-five percent ball fans in that baby, stadium, I was there. you beat Vanderbilt and you go to the Sugar Bowl. It was fifteen it was, degrees. <laughs> you beat Vanderbilt. This is Derek Mason's Vanderbilt. This yep. isn't James Franklin's Vanderbilt. This yep. is Derek Mason, yep. who's terrible. Derek Mason's Vanderbilt. Yep. You beat them. You go to the Sugar Bowl, and he couldn't do it. I went to the bathroom during that game. And put <laughs> my socks on my hands. It was so cold, man. I was so uh, mad. You fire him then. You fire Butch, then you yep. can get a stud to come Dude, take over I, I don't right. even look back on because I bet we could have got someone awesome. You could have got a stud at that point. Yep. But instead, you say, oh, well, he won nine games. We can't fire him. And you let him go four and eight, and now you, you are where we are. So we beat Nebraska in the Music City Bowl, and everyone who I graduated high school with who like, just sucked as a person thought that was cool. because right. I mean, Butch Jones, if you put him in the Big Ten West, he's won ten games a year. By yeah. the way, Butch Jones is going to Rutgers, and Greg Chiano is going to be a defense, be his defense. Tell me the opposite. I want Schiano to be head, the head coach, Butch to be the offensive awesome coordinator. We fire crew and would be the defense. Oh, That'd be right? awesome. And then Rutgers would probably win ten games. Go to a dude, Rose Bowl I bet Schiano kills the Rutgers. Oh. But anyway, I think I think you give him a couple years, let him build it up, and then you hire a good guy. Sure, I get but that. let me ask you this: What is your prediction of what's actually going to happen? What's actually going to happen, dude? <laughs> I'm such a sheep. I think we pull four wins out of our butt this year because yeah. we're beating UAB. Like that's coming. We're going to be one and six, and UAB is going to be seven and one. I, bro- I think we have to beat it. UAB is going to be favored in that me game. Me and my brother broke that down, dude. They're going to be uh, they're going to be a three point favorite Indiana in Indiana favor, State, but we're beating them. So whatever, we're beating them. Bill Clark's on the hot board, by the way. If we hire Bill Clark right now, yeah. I'm rolling with him. You, He's you awesome. offer me straight up Pruitt for Bill Clark, I would. I would take Jerry Pro to the airport. Dude, I would walk. I from, would drive him to Birmingham. I'd walk to Birmingham naked <laughs> to get Bill Clark. Dude, he's got Maryville players. He's got some of my former kids on that team. So, we're uh, getting Bill Clark, but we're beating him this year. That's cool. Dude, I swear, Kentucky sucks. They're bad. They're awful. I we're we going to beat be Kentucky. We beat Kentucky. And here's my wild steak. I don't know if it's wild, but we've got this in a while. We're beating Andy this year. To go for because isn't that game in Neyland? Yeah, who cares where it is? It's always sure. it's always all it's a all UT fans. game either way. But we're going four and eight, man, and like that's the only reason why this off season I'm not shying this thing. Because if we go three and nine for the worst season in UT history or worse, I can't justify keeping it. But four and eight, fine. One more year just for stability, just for recruiting. Right. Because like the thing I wonder about is what if Harrison Bailey comes in. And what if he's awesome? What, what if he's a stud? What if we looking for next year because of him? Well, th- this is what we haven't said. is The team as a whole, I truly believe, is better than they were last year. I agree. But the quarterback has went from average what to happened, the worst man? quarterback in the SEC. Like? Which, I mean... I've never I, seen anything like it. I haven't either. It makes absolutely no sense. We can't get into this here because we're working on an hour and a half deep mm-hmm. in this podcast. But... The, the Garantano thing is just an anomaly. Just it doesn't make any sense. Listen, and I don't know what you do because he was good. Or he wasn't good, but he was fine. fine. He was getting better. And now he's just he's got better coaches and he's awful now. It doesn't make any sense. So I think you use that as the as the the crutch for yep. Pruitt this year. You say sure. everywhere got better, but his quarterback just got worse. Just got worse. And it, it's on him because he's the coach. That's on Cheney. But there's just it's inexplicable yeah. why he got worse. So I personally think they go 3 and 9 because I think you're probably right. I think they beat UAB. Mm. I think they're competitive against Mississippi State and South Carolina, but sure. they lose lose heartbreakers. We're going we? to get blown out by Missouri because we always get blown out by Missouri and we're going to beat Kentucky because we always beat Kentucky. I think they're going to go 3 and 9. And I think Lewis, I think Jeremy Pruitt is going to take the defensive coordinator job at Alabama. I year. I think he's going to resign. I because can't. I don't think he's having any fun at all. If you don't follow the apathetic ball fan on Twitter, you need to, because he's the biggest idiot in the world. He said after this year, Jerry Pruitt takes the job, the D.C. job at Alabama, and kills it. And when Saban Tires becomes the head coach, I bet Alabama is dying to hire a guy. With oh, like right. a 400 career running percentage as yeah. their head coach. Like, I, come on, I honestly think that's going to happen. And this is probably because I've been spending too much time on the message boards. Yeah, But... I mean there's there's some rumors floating around about how his wife thinks everybody in Knoxville's hit rednecks, which they probably they are. They are. And she doesn't love him. Yeah, like. She's like I saw I saw a post about how they had a the coach's wives had a big dinner and she didn't yep. go because yep. she doesn't like Why would you. Them. And and Pruitt obviously is not taking well to being a head coach. Why would you like this job? I don't know. You <laughs> wouldn't. It, this it looked. It's just no, there's no fun. Butch Jones didn't have any fun the whole time no. he was head coach. You got to do deal with people like me. Yeah, you know who want to know why you're not going. You're the most here. famous person in the county, yep. in the state, probably. Yep. And if you don't go eight and four, people hate you. I saw so a, picture right of, a picture of him at Chick Play in Knoxville He looks so uncomfortable. Yeah, it's so, like, well, I mean, he's an Alabama guy. He hates Tennessee. Yeah. He hates Tennessee. He and, likes Alabama football. And skull, yeah. and that's it. and like, Natty Lights probably probably good for and, him for that regard. And it it's nothing against the guy. Like I he's understand fine, you yeah. wanna you wanna further your career. Tennessee's a big job to take, yep. so you take the job. And I think he's trying to win. Like I'm not sure. saying he's he's a he's a snake, he cares he cares he cares more than any of us do. I'm sure, but I just think he's gonna see the writing on the wall, yeah. and him and Phil are gonna negotiate some buyout. He's gonna, he's gonna step down, get paid. Yeah, yeah he's going to end up with most of his buyout. He's going to yeah. go somewhere else. And then we got Coaching Search, Part 3.0. 3. 3.0? Well, 4.0 because 4, 4, I guess I'm not counting Kiffin. Oh, yeah. Well, that was a nightmare. We'll, Lewis, we'll record a pod around that time. Lewis, oh, if we go back to coach, We didn't have a podcast for the last Coaching next Search. Next we will. The next Coaching Search, we will have a podcast, and it will be Lewis and Lewis on the Coaching Search. We, the will, we will publish the 50-person deep hot Thank board, Thank you. And oh, the, the, I can see the ratings now just going through, through the roof. Lewis, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Loved always. the MLB pod. Maybe we'll get together again before the before the World Series. We'll see. Sure. We need to do a three-man pod with you and I and Coley. I miss Coley, man. I know. I, I he was supposed to be here, but he had some stuff come up. It's fine. He bailed on us. He didn't, you know, he doesn't love us as much as really? we love each other, but that's fine. It's okay. Next, you know, next time he'll be here. We're gonna do this again soon. But for all the the literally dozens of people listening <laughs> out there, thank you. Don't know where you're finding us, but keep going back there. Subscribe, tell your friends.